Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Along Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Anthony. And we are in the same room today. Here we go. Yep. And we are talking about, uh, on today's episode, some of our, our top five favorite attractions from Epcot, following up from our top five attractions from Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're also going to throw in, because there there aren't too many uh, attractions, like standalone attractions at, at Epcot, we're also going to throw in our top favorite, uh, our top three favorite lands of the World Showcase. Um, so I know what my top five are, and I don't know what Anthony's top five are. So why don't we? Uh, we'll, we'll start with let's start with honorable mentions for for for. Now I'm gonna hide my paper. <laughs> yeah, let's start with uh, honorable mentions for for uh, your top five attractions. I know I, I have on, I have some on my list. I think that my honorable mention would be the American Adventure. That's that's gonna be one of my honorable mentions. And ironically, I hadn't even seen that attraction until several trips after I had gone to Disney. And I don't know if that's just because of time or just because because if you recall, I mean, that ride has its time limit. You know, it, it does happen to start and end at a specific time. So if you miss the show, you basically kind of have to hang out there for quite a while before the next one begins. And maybe just we got caught up in that. But, you know, and every time we had, you know, walk by, it was, oh, 45 minute away. Eh, pass. Yeah. But we finally got around to it, and I really, really love this attraction. I think it does a great job of encompassing the United States as a whole. Uh, I really kind of compare it to uh, the Hall of Presidents, another attraction of mine that I really, really like. So I really like the the attractions that sort of uh, talk about American history, and that's one of them. That's my honorable mention. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a couple. One I didn't add because I don't think it's really fair to add something that um, – you have to pay extra for it when you get in there. But I took the behind the seeds tour the last time I was there and it was so much fun. It was everything that I love about um, living with the land sort of turned up to 11 and spending like that whole hour learning about how they grow food, what they do after hours for all of the sort of plants and, and things like that or, or flower displays around Epcot and Magic Kingdom and all the parks. Um, that was that was super fun. Um, my my other honorable mentions are all things that aren't there anymore, like Ellen's Energy Adventure, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, the original, uh, not the original Journey to Imagination, but sort of the second iteration of the Journey to Imagination Figment and Maelstrom. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about about Maelstrom a little bit more and, and how it relates to sort of some current attractions at at, at Epcot. Um, but uh, yeah, we can jump into the list. You want to go five first? One of these times we should do a top five most missed attractions. Oh, I, there there are way too many. <laughs> to gonna, that would be a that, good one. That would be a much harder yeah, list to come up that with. That would be a good one, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's go into five. Why don't you go first? I'll okay. Give you your fifth. Yeah, so so five for me, and, and I think this one's way higher on your list, if I had to guess, uh, is Test Track. Um, I think it's one of the better... Um, thrill thrill rides uh at disney world um i personally prefer the queue the older queue and the older version of, of test track we've had some conversations about that before in the past um but overall i mean they're both really great rides i think the they're they're a long enough ride i think that you get enough uh sort of bang for your waiting in line buck um but I think it's just a really, it's a fun ride. And um, I do like being able to like 
change up your car each time and sort of like the scoring thing that that they offer now um but i just prefer the whole like the gm factory look that it had before so agree so yes test track is my second favorite attraction at epcot uh for several reasons uh i agree i think that the old i think that the old queue was definitely better uh it 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 more represented what it is trying to be, which is a test track. And the story behind it being that you are a test dummy going into these cars that are going through a test track. So I do agree. I think that the old queue was better. And the more I think about it, yeah, you know, the, the ability to sort of modify your own car and kind of test it out on the track is a good concept. I don't know if they, I don't know if they really achieved what I would like that to be though as time has gone on i've kind of gotten bored with that i feel like people just kind of sway one way and go ah they click a few things and yeah. most people really go on it because they really just want to ride the ride and i think when it when i look back on it i really think that it's one of those things to keep people occupied in line yeah yeah it's a good time killer it's a sure. time killer and and it is fun i agree you know it's cool um but i like the new iteration of the actual ride itself versus the old one i i really like the digitized trees that sort that that evolve when you're kind of going throughout the track i love that i love the effects i love the sound i think the sounds are better the, the part where you go through the uh when you go and exit into the exterior of the ride i think is better i like that part of it the the, the thing that gets me a little bit though is we, we talk about epcot a lot in the sense that it's something that is easy it's a it's one of the parks that's easy to feel dated it feels dated quicker than some of the others because it's sort of based around technology and sort of that that sort of space um and changing it to where the way they changed it is is a easy way for it to become outdated the sort of the original iteration was sort of timeless you could always talk about how it's like like everybody's gonna maybe that's not true maybe kids one day won't know what test dummies are but but everybody's going to see that that cue and sort of that concept and understand that oh they're it's like they're they're proving it's like the proving grounds for for these cars and folks might not know what the proving grounds are living in michigan and being surrounded by automakers and, and having proving grounds all over the places is, is is something that maybe that's just just for us but um, and that's one of the things why it's in my top two is just biasness coming from you know michigan we're michigan natives and you know, we're obviously really into cars and the car industry and to have an attraction that represents Michigan like that is is one of the reasons I really like this attraction. And I'm just a car guy in general, so and, and so are you. And just it's it's one of those attractions that just sort of hit home. So I always like visiting that, kind of seeing GM's little sponsorship in Epcot like that. And it also represents kind of what Epcot originally was in this idea of having sponsorships there it's nice to have one that's close to home yeah and you know we're lucky enough to have our part of our wedding there this you know coming up here and that's really really cool so i love that attraction i i and the thing is is i i think that it's one of those thrill rides in disney world period that i really look forward to going on you know i think i think disney needs to push a little bit more thrill rides and i think they are you know, they're bringing the slink, the slinky attraction. You know, they're bringing uh, the Tron light cycle, which is just going to be sick. But I love Test Track. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it, it's 
It's still on my list. I mean, there's there's plenty of things that could have left off. And I lied. That is not my number two. That was my number three. Okay. All right. So what's your number five? Then? All right. So my my number, my number five is going to be Soren. Uh, obviously, everybody anybody who's been on Soren is just blown away. This is what this this to me represents one of Disney's, you know one of their best representations of the type of attractions that they create. They try to hit all senses. Uh, and this definitely does one of them. I think that I like the original version better. It just kind of had that magical factor. It was the first time I went on it. I liked the soundtrack a little bit better. I liked that it was kind of United States based. Um, if anything, I just would have updated that and made it, high def or 4k or whatever you want to call it i think that that would have been really cool i i kind of wish they would you know because they obviously they added a third one so there are three soren rides yeah. yeah screenings yeah. and uh i kind of wish one of them would have been the original like they would have left one of those to be the original yeah. But then you talk about line problems yeah, and that, it just it'd be a mess. Of like how, how would you I guess you would have to you could pick when you start going down yeah. the tunnel or whatever yeah. which one you want to go on. Um uh yeah, Soren's on my list too. Soren was number 3 for me. Uh I'm with you. I think uh from for nostalgia purposes, the first time I ever rode Soren over California and, and you sort of start you swoop down over the orange oranges and get the whole orange scent up in your face it was really i mean disney is known for creating those magical moments and that was absolutely one of those magical moments um uh, they couldn't have done a better job for me there i think you're right it, over time um and it's weird to think about it's sort of like thinking about like video games you played when you were a kid or something like that and like oh my god these polygon graphics are so amazing it didn't look bad when no. we first when we first went on it, but the last time I went on it before they upgraded to the new sort of the video footage, it did look dated. Yeah. It looked grainy and sort of um, just looked old. Um, so I, in that sense, I think the new the new one looks. I mean, it's it's fantastic. fantastic. I mean, I don't know how much you get. I can get better than that. I think that aging is just a product of. TVs being updated, you know, resolutions updating, filming in new with new yeah. cameras. And yeah, it's just it's just so, got to it's it. just weird to think about like that it that it didn't look it didn't like our perception of like how it looked. But yeah, it, it's it's number three on my list because it's it's really sort of full of those moments. And and yeah, this is I love Soren for the idea that it is an original Disney IP. I don't want those attractions to go away. And I yeah. hope that Disney continues to focus on that type of attraction. That's what Disney is for me. Oh, uh, we talked we talked about that. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But we've, we've, we've talked about that before, about the move. And everybody's talking about sort of the move from uh, Disney original intellectual property to Disney-owned intellectual property and rides based on the movie universes mm -hmm. that they've created and things like that and how and how that shift has been slightly apparent in, in Disney World. It's, it's only going to keep going that way, I would assume. Um, and, um, and, yeah, and honestly, looking at my top five list, four of my five are those original concept, you know, ideas that just, they're not based off of a movie or, or you know, a, a Disney item necessarily. And... A lot of my favorite attractions at Disney are those types of attractions, and I 
I, I truly hope that they don't lose sight of that or that they don't give up on that idea. Soren represents one of those ideas that is original. It's their own. It, it's not related to anything. It's just awesome. Yeah. You go on it. You feel magical. You feel special. I, I miss the scene going over the sunset waves. You know, that's yeah. my favorite original Soren scene there. I, I really miss miss doing that one, but I see why they updated it. I have no problem with it. I just miss the original, that's yeah. all. The new one's great. Absolutely go on it. Go see it. It's it's a heck of an experience. So, yeah, I would say Soren is going to be, that is my fifth. That's my fifth favorite on here. All right, what's your, what's your number four? And then my number four is going to Frozen Ever After. So now oh, we can. Hey, we talk. We got. We so, both got number four, and that segues nicely into sort of. Uh, yeah, so we can have a good old conversation and... about this one, and and so obviously relatable to this last pick, talking about the Disney IPs. You know, it's sad that Maelstrom had to go away, and it's one of those attractions that will always kind of remain a controversy, and maybe a step that Disney is sort of giving to people as a warning that nothing's untouchable you know we're going to put what we think is going to work well and i was a naysayer you were a naysayer i mean maybe you weren't i was i, I was absolutely so, i was i we we are both on record on this very podcast of being mm-hmm. very against that move from maelstrom absolutely. putting putting a frozen attraction in the world showcase or a movie-based attraction in the world showcase mm-hmm. um was not something i was not at with. all <laughs> And, and I can't, I don't know, I can't give my hats off enough to Disney. They they captured it. They captured everything that they needed to do with this attraction. You don't lose sight of Norway. You don't lose sight of the World Showcase on this attraction. You, if anything, it made you feel even more like you were there. I mean, I, of course I miss Maelstrom tremendously, but I've learned that as time is going on and I'm growing up, I don't mind getting rid of some of these nostalgic rides. I, I still have... Again, this could be another top five. I still have like an attraction list that you just don't touch these. You know, yeah. this is, there's, I think Maelstrom, unfortunately, was touchable. And I think that its replacement did not, it met, it, it, it exceeded all expectations that I had for that ride. It's, it, it was magical, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. We talk, I think every, in order to make the top five on these lists, I think it has to have at least one of those Disney magic moments. And the animatronic of Elsa, when she starts conjuring up snow, is is one of the best animatronics I've ever it seen is. in my entire life. It I is. remember the first time I ever saw that sort of like facial mapping animatronic in um, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear Astro, yeah. Astro Blasters. Yep. And, You've got yeah the, the one in the in the queue. Yep. But this, this is a whole other yeah. Level. This is a whole other ball. And, and I was sort of blown away when they introduced Jack Sparrow into Pirates of the Caribbean and sort of his movements and how smooth his arm movements and things like that were. This is this is beyond that. Yeah. It was it was I was blown away by that. Extremely lifelike. Olaf. Every and the thing that's really cool about this attraction that is obviously hasn't really been in any other attractions in Disney is it's timed exactly for when your boat goes by. He's yeah. talking to you. He's looking in your face. They're speaking to you. It's not like a Pirates where you get a looping guy. Yeah, you don't get caught in that that scenario where... They built that perfectly for this. Yeah, where, where you come in halfway through the main mm-hmm. and like get the second half as you're going out. Every yeah, it's, it's really boat neat. gets the full experience. And I think that that's a really good idea by Disney. And I... 
I anticipate that that, again, is going to be something that they're going to implement into all their future attractions. I wouldn't be surprised if they do it with Ratatouille and whatnot. I think that that works really well. Every scene that you went in, you felt like you were really part of the scene. Yeah. And then you exited onto the next scene, and the next boat got to experience that same magic. So that's a it's a heck of an attraction. I have to say, as a naysayer, I... You know, I put my foot in my mouth. This is this is really well done. My hats go off to Disney. They didn't they didn't take away from the world showcase with this. I think that they still captured the elements of Norway with this attraction. But not only that, but the expansion that they had put outside of the Norway uh, of Frozen and into the Norway Pavilion outside is just gorgeous. So yeah, they Norway's renovations period are really were really well done, and yeah. Frozen's on that list. Yeah, for sure. Yep, could not agree more. Um, so I think we've got your number three and my number three because my number three was Soren and yours was Test Track. Yep. Um, so my number two, uh, we're interested to see if we're both both of our top two are the same. Um, Living with the Land is my number two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I talked about it a little bit. When we talked about behind the scenes. It's it's one of those attractions that has no right to be interesting. You were literally riding a boat through, first through some sort of like scenes of the United States, right? And different ecosystems. And then through what is essentially a greenhouse and looking at plants and literally watching plants grow for most of this. But it's just so interesting. It, it just, it's everything that I want and sort of behind the scenes a behind the scenes attraction it's it's why i loved like backlot tour so much because it's just neat to have like a peek inside it's why i love the tomorrowland transit authority people mover so much. it's nice to have that little behind the scenes every once in a while and it's just it's it's a nice relaxing ride that is enjoyable for just about everyone um and i i can't talk about that one highly enough Yep, that's that's also my number two. This, yeah, I can't say enough good things about living with the land. It's you nailed all the points I would make. You know, it again, it hits all the senses. It's it's just a Disney, it's a Disney attraction. You know, it's I love the greenhouse area. It's probably my favorite part of the whole attraction. It's relaxing. It's calming. You get to learn a lot. You know, and I think that it. It encompasses, once again, the original ideas that Epcot wanted to implement, being science, research, you know, the uh, looking to tomorrow, figuring out the agricultural aspect of the future. And this attraction hits all of those points. And so, again, as an original kind of idea, Disney, once again, again, does it really, really well. Um, The beginning is also just from the moment you sit on the boat... And you go through that black tunnel, it just goes, whoa, you're like, done, vacation. Yeah. This is great. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like, yeah, the atmosphere is just really cool. Like the, the facts you can learn, right? It, it's cool. And I, I will touch on this again. If, if you're, if you like this ride as much as we like this ride, take the behind the seats tour because it, it's, it's everything you love about living with the land, like only an hour long yeah. <laughs> you yep. get to sort of stop and look at everything a little bit longer um yeah so it's 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 a nearly perfect attraction for me there are very few but it is it is close to that um 
I'm guessing our number so one. So let's is talk the about same. our number one. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Yep. So there was there was never gonna be another number one on <laughs> no. this list. I don't think it's possible. No. You could have you could have you could have favorite like a different maybe a different favorite attraction, but this is the number one attraction at Epcot, for sure. Agree. It's it's everything about this attraction is innovative, it's creative, it's the smell that down to the smell these guys went down to the smell and i'm not saying we have sora now that does have that type of of uh aspect to the attraction but again spaceship earth is one of the originals that did that first everything about this attraction is just an insanely good representative of what disney is capable of doing you know and for those of you who haven't been on it, it's it's basically a timeline of humanity. It goes through all of the big features and big points of our history as humans. Yeah, it's centered around communication. It's centered a, around communicating. How we communicate with each other. Right, and evolving and basically just coming up with new methods for communicating amongst each other and working as a society. And it's just so good from the start to the finish. And this attraction has gone through many, you know, iterations to the point where they've changed the the narrator uh voice obviously i like the original more um wait you talking originally you talk our original which is jeremy our irons. original yeah. Jer- correct yeah. yeah jeremy irons so my original where i first uh experienced spaceship earth and this is and this is no knock on on dame judy dench she's she's a fantastic actress. she is a, a incredible person and she's great and I, I i love her iteration too but it's just that little touch of nostalgia for us personally. And you, you know? know what? And you know what they did with the newest version that I didn't I didn't like as much is they I feel and maybe this is the just just there's just certain parts in it. It feels like they dumbed it down a little bit from the Jeremy Irons version <laughs> they made to the, it, yeah. where, where it's not so like eccentric. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not so like <laughs> this is the history of the world. Yeah. The world. They 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 turned it into something that's. A, supposed to be a little bit more fun but to me i mean the whole point is that yeah look what we as humans did and look at what we can do in the future and look at where all this is heading Mm -hmm. and i liked that aspect of of it and and plus i mean jeremy iron's voice is just like i mean the dude was scar for Uh, yeah i mean (laughs) if you yeah it's like a grand you're just you're immediately (laughs) taken to disney i mean it's it's amazing how one line can bring you back to that feeling and so that's one of those attractions that just it's so disney it's so everything that i love about disney yeah great attraction just the you know everything about it the way they built it what what it's built in obviously it stands as the central icon of epcot it's Everything about that attraction, I think it's one of the best attractions that Disney's ever made. Yeah, it's it sets the tone very clearly about what Epcot is supposed to be like. And not to harp on this, but I think that's one of the reasons why a little the more we talk about like movie IPs and things like that showing up in Epcot, um, the farther I think we get from that tone. Um, and I would be perfectly happy if it stayed right in line with what Spaceship Earth is. Um yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's the it's the only ride that I own a candle of this of a scent. <laughs> the Rome burning scent is Rome a candle burning. that I own. Um, I mean, it, it's got it's some of the like the most, um, like the coolest animatronics to me, and sort of just telling the story. 
Uh, I love that that monk that's sort of sleeping when they're writing, <laughs> like before, right before the printing press. Is that your favorite scene? Uh, I, it's really hard to pick. I love that scene a lot. I like the scene with the pharaohs quite a bit. Um, I like uh, the Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak scene um, a lot. Uh, I really appreciated. They don't obviously they don't do this anymore, but when he used to go backwards. And it had the future, what was supposed to be futuristic. Obviously, they had to change that because it's not futuristic anymore. They were talking video calling was a huge thing then, and now we all carry things we can talk video chat with each other in our in our pockets. But um, I missed that a little bit. I would, if they came back and just decided to put some future animatronics like that. Um, yeah, I yeah. think the ending is is gable. the ending is the ending is uh, I I am over to create I'm over your own future, create your own future ending. I, yeah. I it would be I. It's hard though. I don't know what they could replace it with that wouldn't be outdated in five years. But that's so. the cool thing about Spaceship Earth is that I think you can continue to update it over and over. You can always change the ending. Yeah, I think I think the the story up to that point is interesting enough that that never Keep, has to yeah, change. Exactly. But but once you sort of go through and you open up into the large chamber with the Earth and start to turn around and they can always change that. Your car will now rotate backwards to begin its journey back to Earth. Like that, like you could change that part, mm-hmm. and 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 that would be fine. Um, <coughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's in our Magic Kingdom episode we talked about classic Disney. Most of our top attractions are always going to be classic Disney attractions. This is like the epitome of classic Disney. Yes, it is. Sure. Absolutely, and I, my fa- I like the Renaissance scene. That's kind of my favorite. That yeah, whole yeah. Painting the ceiling. Yeah, that that's gives me cool goosebumps, yeah. man. Every time. Yeah, I I just I mean I, just, I I really I really love the story of the whole ride from start to finish. All right, so that's top five. I that's had five. I had Test Track, Frozen, Soarin', Living with the Land, and Spaceship Earth, and you had Soarin', Frozen. Uh, ever after test track living with the land and spaceship earth yeah so we just disagreed on on where soren and test track were pretty much which was about right i think that's we we figured that was going to be be the case um all right lands let's talk about lands so so and, and one of the reasons i think why we love epcot I think it's probably our favorite park. Both of us, it's our our favorite park to go to. Yep, is because it, it, it's essentially two parks in one. You get the whole world showcase aspect. You get the whole future world aspect. Um, so we broke up this podcast in sort of two parts. It's just a beautiful park. Yeah, everything about it, and you know, getting to. So obviously, we're going to start talking about the world showcase here. And for me, the world showcase as an attraction is my favorite attraction in Disney World. And, you know, time goes on, some things change, but I I think that the World Showcase in Epcot is my favorite thing to do in Disney World. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's 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 one of the more it's 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 something you could spend all day at the the Food and Wine Festival is that Amazing. could be its own thing. We could do a top five f- events at Disney World. But um, mine aren't in any particular order. I don't know if yours are in one, two, three order. I couldn't. I, I mean, I had a hard enough time just picking three. So me too. It, it is tough. Um, there is one of these that that really are my is my favorite to visit. 
But yeah, the other two are in no particular order. And honestly, I, I cheated and kind of have a tie. So so you got four. Kind of. You pull a Lou Mangiello and have a four. I have a tie. Lou Mangiello, man. <laughs> I got these ties going on. It's so hard. All right. I'm going to start. Okay. So three slash four slash whatever you want to call it. I had a hard time picking between Mexico and Italy. I really like the Mexican pavilion. Me too. And I really like the Italian pavilion. But I think that Mexico, that pavilion is just so awesome. Walking into the into the uh, the, the pyramid there, uh, you really really feel like you've been taken away. You feel like you you feel like you really have entered a different world going into the Mexican pavilion. I haven't really eaten at San Angel too many times. Uh, from what I remember, the food was okay. Um, it's not one of my favorite places to go and eat. I really like La Hacienda, though. I think that that's a really good restaurant, and I like that they let you kind of sit and have your quick service meal there, too, from the uh, concession there. can't remember what that's called, but I like the Mexican Pavilion a lot. I think that, that trio, Italy's got a good trio of trio restaurants, duo restaurants. Two. Two Italia, the pizzeria, yeah. and then they got the wine cellar. Yeah. So I, I think those, like, getting tequila, getting a margarita outside from quick service, sort of sitting there and drinking a margarita, mm-hmm. watching out over Seven Seas Lagoon and stuff is, is pretty cool. Um, I am a huge fan of the Mexico Pavilion as well. Um, a lot of that ties back to the fact that Donald Duck That's is right. my favorite and Disney right. character. And it has a ride. Like... Yeah. And I've... I once, during a rainstorm, when Epcot was very empty, may or may not have sat on that ride and rode it multiple times without getting off because I was the only one in line. And the guy just sort of waved and let me keep going over and over again. I can do it. And I can do that all day. To me, it never gets old. I love Donald being Donald. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's a fun attraction. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun, I mean, it's cute. It's it's, it's not like, it's not going to blow anybody's mind, but it's, it's I love the ending now. Yeah, with the yeah. animatronics. Yeah, I think Dude, there's some good animatronics too. Um, yeah, so that 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 was definitely on my list for sure. Um, I didn't have Italy on my list. I, I think outside of the food in Italy, and that's why it's kind of tied down there because I I don't think it is a legit third. I love the Mexican Pavilion, but I love Italy because the the food's so good. The food's really good, <laughs> but but like I said, outside of that, it's like it's like two shops and then that's nothing about else. it. Yeah, and, and and that is the case. And you the know? shows aren't great. to me. I don't really appreciate the shows all that much yeah. over there. So I hate to say this about the Italian Pavilion, but I think they could do more with it. I think that they could do more. Yeah, if if we were just ranking these based on food, it would be top three for sure. I mm-hmm. think they're they're I mean the food. I there threw it in there because of the food. Yeah, I can't blame <laughs> you for that. Um, actually, that's the reason why the other two are on my list. So we talked about Mexico. Norway is on my list. We talk about that one uh, quite a bit with Frozen. Uh, I really appreciate. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this wrong. I always say it wrong. The Akertas, um Banquet Hall. I think it's a it's it's one of the best character or dining experiences in Disney World, um, and that shocked me. I don't think I would have ever gone in there if. Uh, one, I didn't have plans to propose directly outside of that pavilion during the fireworks. And two, uh, my wife, then future wife, didn't want to meet the princesses and get pictures with the princesses. If you have a daughter or a son this who enjoys yeah. the princesses, that is a must-dine experience because they're all there. And you get to meet them all and take pictures with them all. And it's, it's a one-stop shop. And the food is 
is so good. They got a meatball thing there that I can eat every day of the week. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got those the Swedish meatballs there. Oh, so my good. my parents or my dad especially really loves that restaurant. It is. It's got really unique food. It's not my kind of food, but it was very, very good food. I was I was going into it thinking the food was just going to be okay. Like yeah. realistically, the only reason we ate there was its location. Yeah, and it was an easy place to get a reservation. Um, but the food blew me away. You sort of get like a buffet, appetizer buffet, and your main course and a dessert tray. Yeah, it's, they got it going it's, on. It is absolutely worth any dollar you'd spend in there for sure. It's a very unique dining experience that yeah. you should absolutely do. I agree. I mean, I think the and I think the whole area is really well themed too. Extremely. We talked about with with Frozen, but I think even on the outside, I think everything is just it just feels. Yep. It just feels like you're not in Disney World anymore when you're far enough back in it. Yeah, it feels like Norway. And and yeah, with these recent, you know, refurbishments outside and additions, it looks it's gorgeous. It's yep. a really nice pavilion. Yeah, what well, so what is was Norway on your list? It was not on my list. Okay. And I really I really like that pavilion. You know, that's tough cuz I didn't throw it on there, but Yeah. But that's because I had Germany on there. I also so, had Germany on my list as well. So <laughs> Germany is just uh, that's a great pavilion. There's a lot to do there. You know, it may not have its own little ride or which attraction. yeah, which is weird because to say that because there isn't there isn't a show or a, or like a video experience or a mm-hmm. ride there at all. It, it, no, and and but but there's a lot to see and do, and you get a beer, man. A beer and a pretzel. It's beer and pre- it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's one the of the places that have seating areas. Yeah, you know, you go to a lot of these other pavilions, and there's like nowhere to sit. So Germany accommodates you by allowing you to sit. I'm wondering if it's a Disney, if it's a Disney thing. They don't want people to sit. They it's, want to keep people moving. It's a Disney thing, yeah. And that's, so that's it's got to sure. be because, but this is one of the places when where you're they sitting, have, you're not spending money. <laughs> exactly, tables and chairs, and uh, you know, excellent food there. The the beer garden restaurant is just incredible. Yeah. That's a heck of a buffet, man. Yeah. Uh, we went there for the first time at the the last trip. Um, and it was just really good. In fact, I, I think we are going there again for the wedding this this year. So I'm I'm definitely gonna make. I'm at least gonna there. get a beer and a pretzel. For yeah, sure you gotta something. do that. <laughs> uh, it's just it's great. I love their little Christmas shop. I love looking at the Stein uh, house, the Stein house. I love looking at all the little trinkets and toys and clocks and stuff. It it's very reminiscent of Frankenmuth, which is you know obviously again another home. Type, yeah, you Michigan's know, little Bavaria. That's right. And so to kind of have Disney's own little Frankenmuth, mini Frankenmuth like that is really, really cool. So Yeah, I, I think I think too, it's the uh, I didn't have United Kingdom Pavilion on my list, but it's uh, I like that pavilion for some of the same reasons. Yeah. It's a, it's got it's got pretty good food, but it's a good place to sort of like get a beer and relax and mm-hmm. sort of hang out for a little bit. Yep. All right, so those are my three, Mexico, Germany, and Norway. You got one more. So this, to me, is my favorite, and I think I would take a lot of heat for this. I don't think a lot of people would agree with me on this one. I don't know. I think it's just a personal thing, but I love the Moroccan Pavilion. I'm a big, big fan of that pavilion. And, again, it's one of the pavilions in the World Showcase that make me feel like I've really exited Disney. Exited Disney, exited the United States, and have really entered another uh, a country yeah. and this this one does such a good job of that you know and this is one of the pavilion and it is the pavilion that had the most uh representation by its own country 
Morocco, the king of Morocco at the time, had stressed that he wanted his own people to work on this pavilion and go to Disney and uh, and make this pavilion a true representative of Morocco. So it is the most represented uh, country of its kind in the World Showcase. I like the food a lot. Um, I love Marrakesh. I love the... I think it's got one of the best quick services. I'll agree with that. You know, sure. they... Yeah. they you get a lot of a lot of food uh, and a lot of unique food for what you uh, pay for going to that Tangerine Cafe there or that Express. If you if you're on the quick service dining plan or on a dining plan and need a quick service option, I think that's that's got to be that one of the top yep. top places to go for sure. I love that, and I just I like the food period. So I I really enjoy going there and having dinner. It's one of those things where I really feel like I'm on vacation and I'm I sort of left the real world behind. The show's nice with dinner too. Right? Yeah, Dash. oh yeah. I think that's a good Yeah, that's a good it's thing nice. A lot, of, a lot of really good music and everything like that and I don't know. I just every time I go to Disney now I have to sit and just I don't know, I just sit and snack on some stuff and that's just what I like. Yeah, I think I think Morocco wouldn't make my list only because I think there's a lot of unused space. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're I don't know what they would do with it. It's cool to have that space. Like you said, it's a nice place to go and sort of just relax and 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 not and get out of the sun for a little bit, but it's it's a lot of people find it boring. I find well, it's it got relaxing. Like two, it's got like three <laughs> two shops, Pretty and much. two restaurants and then that's the rest it. of it's sort of just like scenery cool architecture right and i mean it's sort of the same way i feel about italy to be honest yeah, with you yeah. i think they're, those are two very um similar and sort of their style type pavilions um but yeah it's i mean i, like I think it. it's, it's just personal bad. memories you know as a yeah. kid i just remember being there with my parents it's one of those things that stick out to me when i'm sitting there i see all of the times i've been at disney so i think it's just one of those personal things i just i like that pavilion i like that i i don't know i liked being around their culture they're always really friendly everybody and that's not to say that the other they are all of the yeah. cast members that's that's one of the coolest things about the world showcase is having these people that are from those countries there and they're just all so delighted to be there and happy and having a good yeah. time and having fun so it's i just can't say enough about the world showcase for so many reasons and and it's tough to pick three, you know? It's tough to pick three. But if we pick five, there's only, like, three left. So, it's like, at that <laughs> yeah. point, it's like... Well, yeah. if we if we opened it up to, like, booths during the um, Food and Wine Festival... What's your least favorite? Oh, that's a... Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't want to hurt your feelings and say Morocco. It's it, Morocco's not my least favorite. My least favorite know. is France. I was going to say Japan. See, Japan's gotten pretty good, though. I mean, I like Japan's cool because it's got a lot of cool, the cool shops. That's yeah, and it's got like the the big drum show out front. Yes, um, I, Canada's kind of boring. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the show in Canada. Yeah, but that's but true. Other than that, it's kind of boring. Uh, I never do anything in France. Uh, France, do not sleep on the cafe in France because that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. got some good. Food. That's true. But true, yeah. I, I don't think I have you ever gone and see that seen their show. No. Me neither. No, I don't know. Maybe I've been to I've been to France, so maybe that's part of it. But yeah, um, I think Ratatouille is gonna boost yeah. it up. Into yeah, the... that was a, that was a smart that was a good move. Yeah. That's that's one that I'm not <laughs> upset about, and probably because it's not replacing anything. It's just it's just adding something. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't upset about that. Plus, I love Ratatouille. Ratatouille is like a really underrated. Disney oh, movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Great so, movie. But all right, 
So yeah, that was top three, top five. Epcot covered in the books. Add it to our Mag- Magic Kingdom episode. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about Hollywood Studios. This one's going to be fun because I think there are probably more attractions on my now closed list <laughs> than there are on my current favorite list. But um, we'll talk. We'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, any parting words on Epcot? I hope that Epcot will put a Wally attraction in. If there's a really underrepresented option, any fit for Wally, it's Future World, man. Yeah, I don't disagree, and I've never thought about that before. My favorite Pixar movie. Please bring Wally to Future World. I'm hopeful they should instead of Guardians of the Galaxy, where Helen's Energy Adventure was, they should put a Wally attraction. Come on, that would be would be much better. Um. Parting yep. words about Epcot. It's my favorite park. I'm so glad it exists. I look forward to going to it every single time I go. So I hope you enjoyed our uh, top five. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. All right, everybody. We will see you next time.